0: Yeah, they are you. good oh, Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> 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 <But> you <still laughs> do yeah. oh, yeah. it so they can't it I don't no idea it I don't know wasn't cheap i in first Bring
1: my original well, we'll what are. Are. Yeah. i I'm we'll saving money for a yeah. church. Which yeah. okay. yeah. I don't want to I don't want to keep on more.
0: I don't. I don't want to mine, <laughs> It's a pain. <laughs> uh,
1: that's word yeah, it's, it's pain
0: it's yeah Well i'm trying sure to the chance the like
1: they like I have like a they they range <laughs> <laughs> like a jacket? Yeah. That's what I'm That's kind that's, 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 that's of Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like what are like like that's what we what
0: moments of silence, meditation and reflection. Redeemer of the world, have mercy upon us, O God, the Holy Spirit, Sanctifier of the faithful, have mercy upon us, remember not our offenses, but forgive us, O Lord, we we'll from all blindness, hardness of heart, and impenitence, Lord, deliver us, from all pride, hypocrisy, anger, hatred, and greed, Lord, us. From the deceit of the devil, from the lure of the world, and our own flesh, Lord, us. in time of danger, in the hour of trial, and in the day of judgment, Lord, us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Save us, o Lord. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, you see that ourselves we have no strength. By your mighty power, defend us from all adversities that may happen to the body, and from all evil thoughts that may assail and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, O Lord, who lives and remains with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. On this second Sunday, let me remind you that the Lord is rich in mercy and willing to forgive our sins and save us by His grace. But, we are not always ready to approach Him in the humility of faith and with a heart of repentance. From the prophet Jeremiah comes the story of how the world of the Lord was was met with rejection, anger, and rebellion. The Philippians, the sorrowful Paul recounts the story of those who once believed but now walk as enemies of the Lord. And in the gospel, we hear the lament of the Lord who wanted to gather his people under his arms. The arms of his mercy, but they would not. <laughs>
2: On those who walk according to the example you have in us, for many of whom I have often told you, and now tell me, even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, and their god is rebellion, and they glory in their shame, with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ who will transform our lowly body to be like His glorious body by the power that enables Him even to subject all things to Himself. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for with joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. This is the word of the Lord. Be to God. Behold, your house is forsaken. I tell you, you will not see me. Until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hey, okay, we sing. We sing. Sing the song to the Lord.
0: The Gospel, according to Saint Luke, the 13th chapter. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I finish my course. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow, and the day following. For it cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you would not. Behold, your house is forsaken, and I tell you, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
2: You like carrots,
0: okay? So, in our a lesson today,
2: Paul
0: was talking about good and You like broccoli? You too? Wow! You guys all like broccoli? Yes. Okay. I do too. I like broccoli too. That's easy. Not the first thing be. So, it makes you grow. So it's better than candy then, right? Because candy does not make you grow. It gives you bad germs. Okay. Well, I don't even need to talk to you anymore because I've never got the thing it. resolved. So, this is what I want to do when you go home. I want you to say, Mom, Dad, throw away all my candy because it's just no good. <laughs> I've Better yet, go home and get all your candy and bring it to me. <laughs> I want broccoli and carrots instead of candy yes? no <laughs> okay there is a message in here someplace and so I'm going I'm to kind of move the candy and the veggies aside for a second and, uh, so in life there's good things that we do and bad things we do right? do you ever do bad things? Things you're not supposed to do. You never do things you're not supposed to do. You don't know. Do I need to ask, Grandma? Don't tell me the truth. Don't ask, her. okay. So the reality is, I bet you guys do some bad things occasionally. I hope you do some bad things too, right? Yeah, that's it. So. And then, by the way, all those people out there, they do a lot of bad things too. They may not let you know that, but they do. And they do good things. The problem is that that, that in our world today, we're taught to do a lot of bad things. Things that God would say, don't do. And our world says, oh yeah, go ahead and do it. Happens in school, even happens in the church sometimes. I know, it should not happen in the church, right? But sometimes it does. And so, Paul tells us don't follow the world there's don't no follow other people out there who have us do bad things. Follow what God says. And, and, and hopefully that means that grandmas and grandpas and mom and dads and teachers teach you the good things. The things that God would have us do. Like eating broccoli instead of candy. Yeah. Sometimes? So, so, how do Line, send a text to Jason or post it to Facebook or to YouTube. We'll see if you do better. It's one of the two symbols on our, on our altar. Want to take a guess? A crown. Okay, I don't know whether we'll play that game again next week or not. <laughs> We're over two, you guys are bad. We'll see. I have many purple skulls, so I could. You ready? Alright, text this morning comes from um, our New Testament lesson. Philippians, the third chapter, verses 17 to 22. When our daughter, Heather, was working on her master's degree at the University of Minnesota, they sent her to Thailand, and she had a first-hand experience to learn about elephants, especially if they were pretty bumpy, bumpy heading up to the mountains where she was studying tiger moths. Heather once posted on, on her Facebook account, she said, let's learn Of the elephants. And that statement reminded me of a story that I had read about African elephants. In this one area of Africa, they they wanted to thin out this herd of elephants. So, the authorities, what they did is they killed off many of the old male bulls, the elephants. And um, so, they ended up moving the females and the, the younger bulls to another area. And interestingly, happened in um, not a very long, not a very short time. Actually, they started finding white rhinos killed, and they weren't killed by poachers. They were being killed by the young elephant bulls. Um, the elephants apparently had organized a gang, and they be- began not only killing the, the rhinos but attacking tourist buses. And the authorities finally figured out the problems that. Uh, you know, Somebody had to teach these young, trouble-making bulls what to do. So they moved some older males back into this herd of elephants. And um, the elephants eventually learned that they needed an example to follow so that they knew how to behave in their day-to-day living. And the same thing is for you and I. We need examples to follow in our day-by-day Christian living. Paul encourages us, encouraged us to follow his example in how you and I live our lives. He tells us, to do as I say, and do as I do. Most of us don't like to do what we're told, because we'd rather make our own decisions and do what we want to do. But Paul very clearly says in our text, do as I say, do as I do. Do not be focused on the earthly things, but be focused on Jesus and the things from heaven. Paul said, yes, in Philippians 3.17, he says, he's talking to his fellow Christians now. He goes, join with others in following my example. Now, can you even imagine being able to say that to people? Now, how would you, if I said to you all day, I want you all to follow my example? Some of you might sit and say, Well, that sounds rather really conceited, Pastor. I should follow your example. By the way, I would never say follow my example because, after all, I know who I am. And I know enough about me that I do not even feel comfortable having people watch me closely. Because you might really see the example that I set. Because I follow you, I am a poor, miserable sinner. So, Paul, though, was not conceited. He was not being proud when he said follow my example. He could say it sincerely because what he meant was, follow my example as long as I am following the example of Jesus. The congregation in Philippi was was new to Christianity and and they were growing in faith and in the knowledge of Christ. They were free pretty much from doctrinal errors that had surfaced in the congregations around them. But as most of us know, Satan never takes the day off. And he came after them just like it comes after you and me, our church and our community. A group of people that were called Judaizers were trying to worm their way into that congregation and undermine the gospel message of Jesus Christ, the message that Paul had brought to the people of Philippi. The Judaizers were Jews or Gentiles, um, converts to Christianity who, who believed in Jesus, at least they claimed they believed in Jesus as their Savior. But they also taught that in addition to believing Jesus, you had to do this, 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 and that. That was set down in the Jewish law. Basically, they confused law and gospel. And, and Paul appeared to the Philippians, or appealed to them to choose the right example. The example to follow Jesus. The way that he lived his life. is how we, they, and we... Paul says again in verse 17, he says, Take note of those who live according to the pattern that we gave you. In other words, God, God blessed the Philippians with some wonderful examples. God had given them Timothy and other Christian leaders to follow. These, these men, whom God appointed as apostles and pastors, would be the only example that the congregation needed to follow, needed to learn about Christian living. Because they lived according to the word not according to the Lord. Sometimes, though, other than the gospel, things would come into their area and, and the teaching was avoid those things that were enemy to the gospel of Jesus. And, and as we ourselves experience, it's pretty hard sometimes when somebody comes into our community and their family, friends, Live the way that a Christian ought to live. And, and that creates issues in, in our families, whether it be the family of the church, whether it be our personal families. So for, Paul again talked to, to the good people and he said to them, listen to if you have your Bibles with you follow along, in verses 18 and 19. Paul says, For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you, even with tears, why is enemies of the cross of Christ? Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly, and they glory and their shame with minds set on earthly things. It's as simple as choosing the candy instead of the vegetables that yeah, we showed with the kids this morning. People were following what they wanted—the their phrase, their belly, their stomach. It's pretty much their pleasure. Whatever pleases me is what I am going to choose. That was the philosophy that was going on in Philippa, and, and Paul says, don't. How many of you follow your balance? <laughs> um, and, and I'm not being food in there. Right? It's the joys of life. And we have some amazing joys for life in our world. The problem is that some of those amazing joys in life are not good for our souls. And and those are the ones that often are tough to avoid. Paul says, I paraphrase, walk away. Walk away when you find yourself in in a situation that doesn't match what you know God says. Throughout scripture, we are told repeatedly not to be caught up in the things of the world. The world teaches us that we are to be selfish. We are to be self-centered. And if you don't believe me, just check out TV's commercials. You know, they're, they're almost all about, you deserve it. You fill in the blank. right? And, uh, and then there's there are models that people claim to live by. You know, he, he who dies with the most toys winning. You ever heard that? One? Amazing. If Jesus' world uh, would have thought that way, that... Those with the most toys win. You and I would still be lost in our sins. And we would be starting, heading straight to hell. Anyone who subscribes to this way of thinking has placed his or her own desires above God. Whether it be money or possessions, pleasures. And put them all before God. And their only wish is to feel their sin left. Upneed, greed, drunkiness, evil, you fill in the blank. And um, that becomes the nature of how some, maybe some of us, live our lives. And and simply to be satisfied with what the world has to offer, instead of what God has to offer. Just, Just look around your neighborhoods, where you work, our community we live in. We see people who find glory in their shame. We find people boasting about their conquests. Not good conquests. Conquests that would be against God's word. We see people openly breaking God's law and act as if it is totally, 100% acceptable. The world looks looks around and simply says different strokes for different folks. They are not condemned as sins that God expressly forbids, because people think of the Bible as an old-fashioned and out-of-date book. But everyone who chooses to live this way is then truly an enemy of Christ. No one is neutral. You're either for him, or you're against him. There is no straddling of defense when it comes to Christ and our salvation. And what is the end for those who are enemies of Christ? Paul tells us in verse 19 that their destiny is destruction. And destruction, would mean hell at the end. Focusing on earthly things only leads to destruction. It doesn't mean you're not supposed to do, do the earthly things you're supposed to do. Take care of your family. Take care of where you live. Take care of your house. Those are earthly things that are actually pleasing to God. Those are things that we should do. But there are more earthly things. And you all know the long list that seems never end that we should stay away from. And, and you all probably know the stories of destruction in people's lives because they followed what the world would have them follow instead of what God would have them follow. The only way that you and I can... Um, follow what God says, is to simply remain focused on Jesus. and don't have things. And that is hard in our world, and our world seems to dismiss Jesus at every opportunity that they get. And I don't know about you, but sometimes it seems to just get tiring to defend Christ. And the reality is, you and I don't have to defend Christ. He's done it already for himself. We may have to defend ourselves by saying why we follow Jesus. That would be a good thing. But we don't need to defend Christ. We defend our actions by talking about Christ. We keep focused on Jesus. We keep fo- focused on the heavenly things while we live in a world that wallows in sin and is opposed to God's word. And yes, it is a difficult task. I understand that. I have the same issues and problems. Dealing with the world that you all have. There is no difference between you and I. So what we have do we have to do? We simply turn back to God. Paul says, follow his example. Who would say follow Paul's example? Before I say follow my example. This is what he writes in verses 20 and 21 of chapter 3 of the Philippians. But our citizenship citizenship is in heaven. And from it we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Let me read that to you again. Verse 20. Be, but our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. What Paul is reminding us is that this is not where our citizenship is. Yes, we all have our citizens of maybe Shasset County, Hama County, we are ci- or elsewhere, we are citizens of the state of California, we are citizens of the United States or elsewhere. But our true citizenship is in heaven with Jesus. And thus we and so we, when we lay the to aside, it's there are more rules to follow in the city of Reading than God gives us. So it should be easier to follow God. Except, we tend to like, or less like, the rules that God has because they are quite opposite from what the world has. And that's because of the sin in our lives. We have a God who gave us His Son to live that perfect life that you and I can't. He lived it so that we would have the forgiveness of sins. He did that so we would have true citizenship in heaven, that we would have life everlasting with Him. It's what Lent is all about. Lent is to lead us to the cross to remember what Jesus did for us on that cross, but also to follow three days later to the empty tomb, where God put his stamp of approval on everything that Jesus did for you and me, so that we too have salvation and everlasting life. The Lord be with you. And also with you, Lift up your hearts, we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God, it is right to give Him thanks and grace. With great thanksgiving, we come at your bidding to offer you the praise and worship you are due, the Lord, for the mercy that sustained your people of old, until you delivered up your own Son to the cross, the Lamb of God for the sins of the world. Rejoicing in all that he has accomplished for our salvation, we anticipate and await the day when, one in your presence, we shall celebrate the unending peace. Now with angels and archangels and with the whole company of heaven, we join in praising your name and singing. <laughs> it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Christ is died. Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Recalling the savings acts by which we have been redeemed, our Lord's incarnation and obedient life, his suffering and death on the cross, his resurrection from the dead, and his ascension to your right hand, we give you thanks and praise. We await the day when he shall appear to bring all things to their final cons- consummation in the marriage feast of the Lamb without end. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father. Peace of the Lord be with you. Son, Jesus Christ our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. We sing our closing hymn, Children of the Heaven. Was here when these Bible class, we got quite a bit done, and then a couple of three of us came back and did more. But we need help. So, next Friday morning,
1: if you can show up and help, we're continuing to clean up this area. We got a lot done, but we need your hands and wand and part of us. So,
0: if anybody can come, come and join us at nine o'clock. You, you, Anybody else? All right, I got just two today. Alright, so Friday, 50 years ago on Friday, these two have (laughs) married 50 years! Well, Friday was their fiftieth anniversary. Friday was John's retirement day yeah. from his uh, officially being an employee. Of